All is fair in love, war, and challenges. I have, this is a dirty game, bro. And what I've always said is all is fair in love, war, and challenges. 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 Antonio, a.k.a. The Bananas Defender. What's really good, guys? One hell of a fucking episode. We are in store for a good one. I mean, I was going to tell Antonio congratulations on finally becoming a man. That's pretty big news and personal, but you know. Wait, wait, wait. How did he become a man? What? Everybody's everybody's first time is special, and he doesn't want to share it with us, and that's okay. Oh, fuck you. You know what? Wow. At this point, he's got more pussy than Josh. <laughs> You're like five years too late, brother. Yeah, okay, okay. Tyler with the zingers today. Oh, you know what? Since we're talking about sex, this is a good time to remind everybody <laughs> no. about that one time. Oh, my God. Where Josh tried to fuck Amanda. Because <laughs> she resisted his wily charms. It went something oh, like this. Oh, dear God. You need to chill the f- out before challenges. You're too stressed. I'm realizing with our team, something's not working. Oh, you're just now realizing that? And I'm that? realizing that we it's lose our... lose every challenge. It's our communication. But also, I think that there needs to be... I'm a very affectionate, passionate, like, I need... <laughs> I need, like, the female touch. <laughs> I need... <laughs> I'm doing a little bit of flirting with Amanda. I think that she's hot, but not only that, the way that she carries herself, just her sex appeal, her confidence, um, she drives me crazy. There's so many girls in this house. Go hook up and get massages. Yeah, but I'm trying to build my team dynamic with you so we can become a better team. I can't. It doesn't benefit me to give them good when I can give you good. Disgusting. <laughs> potentially help us with. I think the situation is that we're both sexually frustrated and you are. I'm not at it. all. Josh is just more of like a brother to me. Like he's really emotional. He's young and he's too, he's a little too nice. Why don't you kiss me to shut me up? That'll probably stop me from talking. Ew, because <laughs> then I'll throw up. But anyway, moving on. Uh, I mean. This week has been pretty cool for me. Kendall called me, which is really cool. Well, you're the only dumbass put your number on Twitter. I don't think it was dumb to put my number on Twitter. I want to talk to these people. I want to get inside their I'm heads. I'm call you next week. Like, I mean, do, do you know who's like talking to a fucking Stan on Twitter? Hey. Oh. Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> yeah, my bad. <laughs> I was actually, when I saw I that post, I was like, did he really put his real phone number up there? That takes balls. Well, listen, listen, if you guys missed it, if you guys want to talk challenge, if you guys have any good ideas, if you guys want to work on something together, I'm open to anything. I want Love War Challenges to put out a major amount of content. Hit me up, 516-246-6942. It's me. Fuck you. Let's go ahead and get into this episode. (laughs) (laughs) So, let's start at the beginning. Answer my phone call. 
Oh. <laughs> Hello? It's real. It's real, guys. Hey, Malik. How's it going? This is so dumb. I'm on the phone with you. I'm on the phone with you. I'm doing a podcast with you. It's all make no sense. funny. How's this funny? I'll hang up. We gotta get rid of any minute now. Alright, I hung up on you. Okay. Let's get into this episode. So, we come back and and we're on the heels of the engagement between Tori and Jordan. Very beautiful. He carries her into the house. They're making jokes. Everything's all good. Nani, she decided to throw a party for the newly engaged. Wonderful. They got balloons and shit. I don't know where the fuck Nani got balloons and streamers and champagne and shit from, which uh, begs to differ because Carver was in the other room and she was yelling out like, yo, this was all set up before they got in here. You're like, this wasn't a surprise. It wasn't some natural moment. And I thought, you know, like, holy shit, the challenge got, you know, fucking champagne and streamers. And so, I don't know. So, what do you guys think? This is the legitimate moment that's being painted as? Or is Carver onto something? I have the definite answer. Hit me. So, Jordan was on Challenge Mania, Patreon only. So, I was able to listen to Since I'm a Patreon, I was able to listen to it. And Jordan said... So sorry, I like their content. But according to Jordan, production didn't know about the whole proposal until 10 minutes before he did it. Because Jordan hid the ring from everyone. And basically, when he got called on, called on to elimination, he gave his ring to someone in production. And then when he won, they gave it back to him. And that's when he proposed. So they didn't know until 10 minutes before. So you can't really plan all that prior to the season because no one really fucking knew about it. Okay, real, real quick. Does anybody fucking believe him right now? Or Jordan? Yes. Oh, Tyler, ever the fucking optimist. (laughs) Explain, Tyler. Here's the thing. MTV and The Challenge, they are massive. The amount of people that probably work on this show that we don't know, the list probably is huge. I mean, the drive from the elimination, you know, the proving ground, back to the house, is probably a solid 30 to 40 minute drive, realistically. It's not right in their backyard. That's plenty of time for them to run and go get whatever they needed. They probably brought it, said, Nani, here's what you got. There you go. I don't think the proposal was staged, like, in the way of saying it was fake. I think it was a legitimate proposal. Whether or not he included production at the beginning of it, that's where I doubt. He's going to come to this place with a ring, knowing he's going to do this at one point or another, and he's not going to tell production so that they're aware of it. They can spoil so they it. They can make a big display of it. I'm sorry. No. Jordan knows very well that he wants this to be as spectacular and as huge as possible. I have no doubts that he interacted with production to try and make it that way. That's my opinion on it. I, I don't think that he's stupid enough to let it go and be like not as good as he wants it to be and not including production. Exactly. I feel like it may, it may be a slippery slope. Mainly because I, I think somebody in production had to know beforehand. No, that 10-minute shit, I don't buy at all. They probably knew pretty early on. And if they knew pretty early on, you think Jordan hid this from Tori? Is it possible? Sure. I do think it was genuine. Um, I don't really feel a need to pick it apart. Uh, I think we could just accept it for being good TV and being enjoyed. And it was a good, nice, joyous moment. Very happy for them. And I really think we can leave it at that. But. Not everybody can leave it at that. Where's Cara, Polly? 
Kara's a no-show, and it just shows so much of this girl's character and who she truly is. Kara needs to figure out the root of her misery because I feel like Kara is unable to separate the game from reality. I don't care about your elimination record. I don't care how many challenges you've done. I do not see a true competitor when I see Kara, so I'm not gonna treat you like legend if I don't see that. I just stay away and pretend certain people don't really exist. And I'm in total bliss. Everybody in the house participated in this party except for one Cara Maria. She didn't want to be fake. She doesn't care for Jordan or Tori. Jordan has said nothing positive about her since like 2010 or some shit like that. Like, do you feel like Cara was doing too much by not participating? It is more bad behavior by MTV's newest villain of the show? Or is she justified in feeling the way she feels and, and her actions? Tyler. You can never fault somebody for being true to who they are and liking who they like and not liking who they don't like, you know? She, she had no reason to go out there. Now, on the other hand, this is still a social environment. You can still, she could still hang out with, I mean, 90% of the people there are in her alliance. Why not just go and hang out with all of them? It, that's all it is. That, that's my point on it. Now, I'm not one of those people on Twitter that's sitting here saying she needs to be happy for them because if she's not a fan of them, if she doesn't like Jordan, she has no reason to be happy for him. It's just stay isolating herself was just, in my opinion, a weird choice. Yeah, I think she should have went because I think she's making the game more personal than it is. I mean, it's a game. Whatever, ha whatever happens in the game, what gets said about your game should stay in wherever they are in that house. Don't bring personal shit affect other personal shit you know like yeah i get it jordan doesn't want to run a final with Kara, but that doesn't mean you can't support jordan and tori's new advancement in their own life be happy i'm not saying be happy for them he also said that I'm she looked saying... like a man so that's pretty fucking personal it's it's more so just getting in her head that's what it, it was whatever like Insults you make in the game that are directed to someone, you're trying to get into their head and trying to disrupt their game. That's what it is. It's not like Jordan. Do you do we see Jordan attack Kara when they're not filming? No, they don't yes. acknowledge each other. Speak on it, Becky. He has made multiple tweets and reactions against Kara during off seasons. Jordan's barely That's... Jordan's barely on Twitter. Okay, we're just gonna leave it like he doesn't make comments on Instagram and he hasn't commented on the things that she said. You know, we can leave you in your land of delusion. All you want, Antonio. But at the end of the day, what I wanted to say is I think Kara did. Kara can't hide her reactions and her emotions. She doesn't agree with it. She doesn't want to be there. She doesn't want to be fake. She doesn't want to play it. I honestly give her props because she doesn't want to. She doesn't want to bring down the party. With the fact that she doesn't care for him, obviously fighting with her. It's a situation where I think she did what was best. And honestly, it was, it was honestly the, probably the best thing she had to do to make sure that everybody else had a good time versus everybody saying, oh, look at her in the corner hating. Quick yes or no for each person here. Let's just go around, around the table. Would you, if you're in, in a house and somebody you dislike was celebrating something special in their life, would you interject yourself? inside that situation and celebrate with them. 
I think Cara has, t- has taken her interactions with Jordan very personally, as, as she is well within her right. He has never said anything nice about her or been positive to her in any way, shape, or form. All reality, yo, I'd be like, yo, you know what time it is? Fuck you. I ain't got to be there for you. For what? For what? I don't even like you. The fuck am I doing here? So I get that. Me, personally, I probably wouldn't have reacted like that. It did seem like this would have been a good moment to actually mend some of that. And just, I mean, can you imagine where the relationship could be at if she just came down and just said, hey, I know we've been through a whole bunch of shit, a lot of shit been said, but this is a very big moment in your life, and I'm just happy for you. And, you know, I don't know where we're going to go from here, but just, you know, congratulations. I mean, that could be a world of fucking difference if she would have just took the steps. But she doesn't want to, nor does she have to. I think that she missed a really good opportunity to mend some burnt bridges. People would have said it was fake, though. It, but it, situation. it doesn't necessarily. She, she, sometimes, sometimes it's, it's okay to be the bigger person. Don't get me wrong. I get it. I get it. I do. I don't fault her at all. She don't got to do shit. She ain't got to say nothing to nobody. The way Jordan had, has tested her throughout the, these, these past seasons and on Twitter and on Instagram, she don't got to do shit. And I'm never going to fault her for that. But this was an opportunity to at least take some of the sting off of it in the game and personally in real life. It was a good opportunity, and she fucking missed it. Well, to answer Tyler's question, I would do the opposite of what Kara did, I think regardless of the situation, especially knowing um, majority of the house um, on their good side. I would spend my time there with them, and not even ign- I would just most likely ignore that they're getting engaged and just have a good time myself, because that's like really... Why would I sit in a corner by myself reading a book instead of partying? I'd rather party. That's Maybe just, that's that, a that's good time me. for her. She was probably enjoying herself, but they did have cake. They did have cake. I want. I mean, if I, this I love cake, myself some cake. If this cake, you go to where the cake is. But let's go ahead and move on to this daily challenge. Today's challenge is called Escape to Freedom. Oh. As you can see, there's a giant challenge powerboat out there. Towing a 120 foot long obstacle course. Uh, All right, your challenge is simple. One at a time, race down that obstacle course and ring a bell. However, one player from the opposite team will be doing whatever they can to push you off that course. The team with the most players to ring that bell at the end of two and a half minutes will win today's challenge and be forming that tribunal. But the losing squad is gonna have to send one female to the elimination round. All right, so this was very, very interesting. Uh, the U.S. picks Killer Cam to be the defender, and I think that's an amazing choice. All right, so the only action on this one from the U.S. side is Jenny. Jenny comes up first, and she bodies the obstacle course, and she comes face-to-face with Cam. She gets low, charges, put the camera ass, and Cam just gets comfortable. She holds tough and tosses Jenny. Jenny, in a very smart move, knows that she's going down, makes sure she takes Cam with her. The other girls come through, and they crush it. Uh, not all of them, though. Tori, Tori flopped the fuck out of this one. This <laughs> is like grand opening, grand closing. She was out. But D killed it, and Kaylee killed it coming out the gate. Now, UK is going to put Jenny to play D against Team US. And once again, they send Cam up first, and it's like the same exact thing. She goes up first, and Cam takes Jenny for a swim. Ninja crushes it. So. On to the guys. Team U.S. put Zach up to... Are we not going to talk about how the girls did? Or are you just... The girls just crushed it. There was, there, there's no defense. So, Carver's cult just crushed the competition. There was, there was no opposition. They pretty much walked, walked through. 
So let's talk about how Tori just walked off the edge. And that's it. Tori flopped. <laughs> grand opening, grand closing. <laughs> Completely flopped. It was not a good look. But Team US puts Zach up to defend, and CT comes up first. Wait, what the hell? What is CT doing? I am uh, ride or die with Joss Rogan, Paulie Carter, and Cole. This is it. I've picked my side. Now it's time for the guys on the US team to throw in D. You guys really want to do this to the team? You mother. Teach, what's going on? Ritz just threw it. So just so you know, they just said, I don't give a f it's a girl's day. That's what happened right now. That was so stupid. Now, Team UK is going to throw the challenge. Team UK is going to do whatever the fuck Team US tells them to do. It's not a good look. An even worse look, CT comes up, tells Zach he's going he's gonna to throw it, and they play rock, paper, scissors until time runs out while they just fuck around. Now, if you're not a fan of Kara's cult right now, if you're not a fan of that alliance, yo, you're mad. You're mad. Jordan was pissed. Tori was pissed. Jenny was pissed. This was obviously strategy. This was obviously gameplay on CT's part. CT has drew a line in the sand. He lets everybody know where he stands. Is this fair or is this foul? Way too many challenges are getting thrown this season. Tyler, what do you think? I mean, I'd like to say that it's fair. He's doing his gameplay and he's playing his game the way he thinks it needs to be played. And he's not afraid. He's a veteran that is not afraid to throw a challenge. He's not going to throw a challenge and then act like it was an accident that he just fell down backwards. Sorry, wrong challenge that he just played rock, paper, scissors. He's actually going to own up to it. I think, I think it was a great move. I think it was a great move for his team strategically. Here's my only tiff I had with this is that if you rebound the clock like four or five years, this is a dream matchup. Mm. Zach and CT battling Bats. on this like like we've never been able to get them to go one-on-one -on -one against each other and I was excited actually to see what was going to happen and nothing nothing um so I think CT throwing it was fair obviously like I, I get it it was part of a strategy of course you're down with people throwing challenges of course you are all right shut up <laughs> all right but here's the thing though like I'm more annoyed like I don't care throwing a challenge fine if it benefits your game it is what it is it's part of it's part of the challenge what annoys me is that we have people who go on social media complaining about someone else earlier this season allegedly throwing a challenge to now allegedly being okay to now being okay with CT and the rest of Team US and Team UK pretty much accepting them throwing the challenge. It's okay when CT does it, not when Bananas does it. I I, I see that. I guess people want to play. I guess people play favorites and they want to be hypocrites. But hey, oh, 2019. That's a good point. You, right? Yo, that's a good point. Josh was over there bitching about somebody throwing a challenge. Like, yo, you tackled Leroy. Thinking it's Theo? Yeah. Like, yeah. Really? Yeah, exactly. I guess we all look alike. Well, that's some <laughs> dumbass shit. Oh, my God. Like, he expected that to go over well. I thought it was Theo. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you drunk? What about you, Becky? How do you feel about it? I'm torn on it. I never think it's acceptable to throw a challenge. But at the end of the day, when you look at it, like, Team UK hasn't been winning challenges. So basically, you have to, oh, I'm going to throw a challenge. You haven't been winning anyway. So how are we going to know they were going to even able to win this one anyway? If Team UK was going to win a challenge, this was the one. Because if they make CT their defender, no one is getting past CT. No one on Team US is big enough, maybe besides Zach, who have a good fight. Besides Zach, I don't see Paulie, Josh, 
or Leroy taking CT off that? No way in hell. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. You're totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. So Kim is voted into the tribunal. And she decides that she's going to pick Nani and Leroy. Good idea, bad idea. Was it a smart move to, to throw Nani a bone on this one? I mean, she wasn't even picked to play. Like, why is she being saved? It's smart because she wants Leroy to be happy. She wants Leroy to feel comfortable. And the best way to make him feel comfortable is keeping around his, you know, number one, number two, whatever, his longest ally in this game. And so that's why it was a great strategic move to pull her in. It kind of puts her in like a relaxed zone. And so if there's another female elimination, she might not have a worry. But right now it's a smart move for her trust in Leroy. And bananas. Yeah, I agree. I think there's no other way to really go if you want, it, if you want her to be comfortable. Because if Nani was in the tribunal, I feel like the way she would have presented herself would have been a lot worse than what happened in today's episode. I feel like she would have been more anxious and nervous on her being thrown into elimination than just her being worried about what Leroy was voting for. You're all wrong. This is Cam trying to force Leroy's hand. She's putting him in a position where he's going to have to make a choice. When it comes down to the tribunal, how he votes is going to show who he is siding with. Is he going to side with his alliance and take that into the final? Or is he going to side with his longest ally? We're going to have to see how that one plays out. Let's go ahead and move on to Club Night. Club Night, everybody's drinking and talking strategy over loud music. We hear how thirsty Leroy is to finally win a championship after 11 seasons. Ooh, ladies. <laughs> if this is my best chance to get in the dub, I'm going to ride with it regardless of how it looks. I don't need six wins. I need one. I'm 11 seasons in. 11. So by any means necessary, I'm going to do it. I want this win so bad. It used to be about the money. Like, the money's good, but I really want bragging rights. And I really want to win just to be able to solidify my name as one of the legendary people in this game. Had I not chose that way, who the knows where we would be? You know where we would be? Us. We would be here, and less of the layups would be here, Lee. So Cam decides to run interference on Leroy you know, being a chatty patty. Do you guys think that she was doing too much on this one? So, obviously, she's overstepping. She's trying to take too much control of Leroy. Uh, I don't know how legit or official they are and everything, but you got to let the man breathe. Now, in her defense, because I'm going to break it down, <laughs> as, much as, as much as like we're complimenting Leroy and everything and people are talking about so-and-so is playing a skill game, Leroy is playing both sides here. He chose an alliance that has the numbers. But at the same time, the minority, he's trying to make feel happy and confident and like, hey, we're going to win this. Just stick with us. So that way, if something happens, you guys aren't going to vote me in. Like, he's, <laughs> he's playing smart. He's playing like a game of Survivor right now, honestly, if we're talking like crossover shows and everything. He's being very political, 
he's keeping everybody close. So for that reason, it makes sense for Cam to step in and be like, listen, this is what's going on. You're giving too much. You're doing too much. Keep it in. Keep it tight in our group. Yeah, Cam spotted that shit from jump. But is he trying to make Nani feel safe because they go back so far and he loves her and he doesn't want her to worry? Or is this pair gamesmanship? Both. It's both. I mean, when you have a relationship with somebody, you are always going to be true to them, but then you're also going to want to bring them along gameplay-wise, even if they're not in their alliance. He even said it himself. He wants this just as bad for Nani as he wants it for himself. I mean, don't you guys... I mean, wouldn't you guys do the same thing? Not for Nani. (laughs) Um, I think Leroy is playing his best political game since his rookie season. I think he's in the... As of right now, I think Leroy is pretty much guaranteeing himself into a final. He's not making anyone upset. He's friends with everyone on both sides. And I think at the end of the day, he since him, Nani, and Cam haven't won one, he's trying to make sure the three of them went together. But what I do think about the club night, I think Cam was in the wrong. I think Leroy has every right to talk to whoever he wants to talk to, whether it's game, personal, strategy, what they have for dinner last night, who gives a shit. He's allowed to talk to whoever he wants to, and... You can't be offended by it. You're in a house. You're stuck in a house with people, and everyone has to talk to everyone. You can't ignore people. That's like it's it's very hard to do when you when you're in that situation. So you just gotta live with it and l- let it be. I mean, when I look at what was happening at that table, is everybody was coming at Leroy super hard, um, and I think that's what Cam saw. Uh, she saw them coming super hard and him having to try and justify himself. Therefore, could implicate the rest of the alliance. Um, so I understand what Cam was doing. She was like, you need to, you chose a side. You need to separate the game from them and not allow them to know what our strategy is or to have any thoughts on it. I can say that Leroy Openy said, everybody, it's not about me being in alliance with Jordan and Tori and all them. It's being in alliance with Nani. We is me and you, Nani. So I saw that, I felt that, and I think he said it in a way that he made sure Jordan and them knew that just because uh, you all had numbers in the beginning, it doesn't mean I was going to roll with you anyway. I was going to roll with the people I wanted to roll with, which happens to be the nannies, um, but also Tara and Polly and all of them as well. So I think that Leroy was being firm. I think Cam got involved because she was just trying to save him and protect him as much as she could. At the end of the day, should she have done it? Maybe not, but I understand where she's coming from. You're going to hate me for what I'm about to say, but I think it's true. I think at this point in the game, based on tonight's episode and what yeah, pretty much happened most of the season, I think Cam is only using Leroy for a number. I don't think their relationship is as genuine as it's like Cara and Paulie's and Tori and Jordan's. I just think because... They dated after the season. But then still not together. Because according to numerous people, they're not official. And according to what happened last time, they weren't official. A TV show relationship isn't more than a real-life friendship. If you're friends with someone outside of the show for numerous years, they're my number one over someone I met on a TV show that, that I'm not dating. Yeah, you could be sleeping with each other on a TV show. Fine. Do you. Have fun. But if I know someone for five plus years outside of the show, 
I'm going. I'm having their back more than anyone else because that's a genuine friendship. Listen, fuck out of here. For a million dollars, I punch my mother in the face. Like I'm not trying to hear that shit. <laughs> Fucking friendships, please, please. Friendships and family have been broken up for less. Not saying that is right, but that's just how it goes. So, as soon as the challengers get back to the house, wine drunk Nani makes an appearance. I'm having game talk with one of my friends. And in front of a whole group of people. But, what, but, but listen, why am I not allowed to talk? Don't I have a voice in this game? She was feeling protective of you, that's all. Okay, cool. You're feeling because protective? Because she loves you and she cares about you. What's going on? Nothing. Oh my no, God. No, but I miss. Nothing. Don't, don't say, Na oh my God. Nani, would you but stop? you're talking about, Nani. why can't I be a part of this? Nani. What's going on here that this you can't happens, say in front of my face? Tell me who. This is what happens when you... No, no, no. I want to know what's going on here that can't be addressed in front of my face. Stop. And that goes for Cam, that goes for Car, that goes for Ashley. What's going on that you can't say in front of my face? Nothing. I don't know why she's hopping in a conversation that Leroy and I are engaged in. She needs to mind her business. Go to your room. I'm not going to my no, room. I'm, I'm just sitting here right, to tell me what the right. I missed. I don't really have anybody in this game except for Leroy. And for Cam to basically try to pull Leroy away from me, it really upsets me. Can I just have my friend back? I'll tell you exactly tell what me. you missed pretty much over there at the table when y'all was talking to him. Yeah. I felt like he was a little bit too deep into the conversation. Okay. I don't know what the hell he was explaining to y'all, but you I felt like, uh, well, for me, it looked like, I don't I don't know what it looked like he was explaining, but to me, it looked like he was explaining a little too much. Too, I don't feel, A little too much about uh, what? Uh, not, not towards you, but towards your entire entourage that you were with. Entourage? I, I don't well, go I, with yeah. any entourage. I, well, Let me tell you that right well, now. I, oh. I'm really in a, in a tough spot because I have two people that I care about, and now it's like they're trying to make me pick a side of, like, who's better than who or who should I listen to more, and I don't like it. Finish. Nobody has my best Nani and Cam are definitely fighting over King Leroy's affections. Is this a good look for Leroy, or is he starting to look a bit emasculated? Tyler, you're his manager. Okay, <laughs> so here's the thing. Leroy is fine. He's okay. People love Leroy. People are always going to fight over, you know, having Leroy's, you know, allegiance and trust. And I think what's happening right now is less about having Leroy on their side and more so how they feel each other have treated Leroy. Like Cam feels Nani doesn't respect Leroy as much as she should. And Nani will never forget what Cam did to Leroy. I think that's where it stems. I don't think any of them are trying to fight over Leroy. I think they're both defending him at the same time. And if you guys get a second, if you're ever going to take a screenshot from the challenge, go back and look at Leroy's face, that entire argument. There is so much gold to be had there. Thanks. <laughs> I have a question for you guys real quick. Now, what I find interesting is how much Cam gets defended constantly for everything. Isn't it kind of weird and surprising when you guys start noticing this, that she talks behind people's backs a lot, and then people are always confronting her, and she's always like, I'm not afraid to say it to your face. But she was, and she never says it to their face until she's confronted. I mean, why does Cam get away with this as much? I'm not saying I hate Cam or anything. I'm dogging on her, but why does she get away with this being a, you know, she's, she's killer Cam, but she does it all behind closed curtain most of the time. I mean, don't you guys think that's kind of odd that nobody recognizes that? Because her fan group doesn't allow it to happen. She has a big fan group that will do anything to defend her, and basically they will just 
no matter what they say, they'll make sure what you say against her is wrong. I don't think she's talking behind people's backs per se. She's just speaking what her mind thinks. This is my thoughts on the game. She's weak, or she's this, or this is that. But she's never afraid. If that person came up to her and said, what do you think of this? I'm sure that Cam would sit down and be like, this is what I think. So let's go ahead and move on to one of the most mind-boggling sequence of events that I've seen in quite a while. Rogan is definitely my rock. He supports me, encourages me, and motivates me. So he's definitely one of the people that I want in the final with me. So it's me and Rogan till the end. We have an opportunity for you to do something for us. Despite my feelings and despite really liking the girl, mm -hmm. do you just happen to happen because I have feelings for her and I want to protect her. And that's why I've been like, let's swim every day, babe. Let's run every day, babe. And then she's always like, oh, tomorrow, tomorrow. There's only so much I can do for someone before my whole team was just like, what the f are you doing? Mm -hmm. I'm not going to drag someone to the final and have to drag them over the finish line and not win my best friend any money. You're not winning anyone else on my team any money. Mm -hmm. There's only so many times I can say, I'm going to train her. She doesn't want to do it. As much as she wants to say she's been in a final, she doesn't want to be in a final. Mm. And so, wholeheartedly, I want Dee to go in. Feelings aside, I think it's time to cut Dee. As guilty as I feel, I can't let my feelings get in the way. This is a game, and it's something I really want to win. And everyone's just seen her pass out after a couple laps around the pool. She might be in danger when it comes to a final, so I just want to get rid of our weakest player. And he's currently smashing. He didn't say this about Kaylee. He said this about D. He, he, he didn't say this about Nani. He said this about D. He pitches the idea to his boyfriend, Joss, who backs him up and backs his play. They pitch it to Paulie, and Paulie doesn't really feel any kind of way about it. But CT's on board. Everybody's on board. Everybody's on board. But they're going to need Leroy to do it, and they're going to need Cam to jump in. They want Leroy to blindside the girls. We've stepped up. You know, this is what we want. We wanted to vote in D. You can't tell Nando. Not telling them? Are you crazy? Like, not saying nothing to them? That's Bro. Wait a minute. You want me to blindside the girls on my team and say D's name up here and they have to go back and sleep in the same room with them? CC, you crazy. People are going to have to make tough decisions. People are going to have to bring heat on. Look at Joss did it with Georgia. That was not easy, bro. This is one thing we've asked for. This is the only thing we've really asked for. Someone throw us a bone here. I understand we're protecting each other, but that's because we need each other. But when it comes down to actually getting something that we asked for, it doesn't happen. I'm starting to feel like this alliance is one-sided. CT decides to do the dirty work. I tell him. I'll talk to him right now. Want me to talk to her? Hey, D. What? So, me and the guys were tossing the idea around about throwing you in. Well, listen, I'm bringing it to your front door now, because I said... Well, whose idea was it? <sighs> this is not a... You and your boyfriend can have a talk, but I wanted to bring it to your front door and say that and let you know straight up. 
my heart just sinks. To hear that the people that I was riding with from day one is potentially throwing me under the bus. What is happening right now? Oh my God. Oh, whatever. I'm not doing anybody's dirty work all the time. She's gonna find out sooner or later. What the fuck? D is part of the alliance. And it didn't seem like, I mean, I know Leroy wasn't happy. I think nobody was happy, but they were all willing to go along with the plan. Why did this need to happen? Why did this happen? What the fuck? Tyler. It's all just because the finals are on the corner and people are scared that if you have a weakness on your team, you know, it's unfortunate, but this is the big easy effect. This is what it is. Ever since that effect happened of him passing out in the final, nobody wants to take the risk of taking an anchor. It wasn't so much they took an anchor on Gauntlet 3. It was the fact that Easy convinced everybody that he was going to be able to do this. And people went home. People who should have stayed went home. You feel me, Bananas? And he convinced everybody. I know, I and know. And he fucked it up. Team UK's feelings on this, Rogan's feelings on this, they make sense. You don't want to run a final with people you don't think can run a final. Now, his approach to this was 100% wrong. There's a reason why it's a blindside, it's a backstab, because you don't see it coming. That's when you're supposed to do it, because if you voice it into the world, you're going to have regrets, you're not going to want to go through with it. 100% piece of shit move. First off, you're smashing. Dude, what the fuck? Two, there are weaker females in this game besides D. Uh, has she been rocking everything? No, but... Her potential is limitless. She is trained by Wes. Three, now is not the time to start turning on your own alliance. I mean, you can split this thing right down the fucking middle. It's not worth the risk. It's not worth the risk. It'd be easier to take it to the final. It was just a bad move, and it, did, and it didn't seem well thought out. It's, it's just a really what-the-fuck moment that made Rogan look really bad. And the fact that he tried to do it with getting as little blood on his hands as humanly possible he could have easily brought this to D immediately and squared it away before involving anybody else. So instead of getting his hands dirty, he got everybody else's hands dirty. CT, Paulie, Leroy, Cam. Now they're all connected to this, and D's going to feel some kind of way, and this won't be forgotten. But let's move on. We'll be back in a moment. You're listening to Love War Challenges. What's good? Uh, how's it going? This is uh, Derek. Derek Kaczynski. So this is Paulie, and you're listening to Love War Challenges. What up, Malik? This is Car Maria. This is a shout-out to the Love War and Challenges podcast. We are totally awesome. Love War Challenges. For anyone listening to this, they're at LWC Podcast. World's most dangerous podcast. Time to head to the Proving Ground. All right, Americans, select one female to come on down here from either team to take on Tori. Nani, who's your vote for? My vote is for Kaylee. Cam, who do you vote for? Well, I'm obviously not going to vote for my best friend, Kaylee, so I'm going to send the last female rookie in this game down to the proving ground to earn her stripes. Jenny. Cam says she wants me to prove myself again and in my stripes again. I'm like, girl, there's people on my team who haven't even been down to elimination once. Are you joking? That's an absolute stupid reason. All right, so that's one vote for Kaylee, one vote for Jenny. It all comes down to this. Leroy, who's your vote for? 
Well, TJ, my vote is for Jenny. All right, Jenny, come on down. I'm so relieved that it's not me and I breathe easy because I was so tense getting ready for a fight. Give me your all. The plan was to pull the trigger on D, but an overwhelming sense of guilt stops me. I just can't do it today. All right. Because of D's insane reaction. Actually, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. It wasn't insane. It was totally justifiable reaction to her alliance turning on her with no provocation for no reason. No reason whatsoever. It was not needed for the alliance to turn on her. He backs out. So all of this mess, when it's all said and done, was for nothing. You already went this far. You might as well follow through. So it looks like Jenny is going against Tori. And I know what a lot of y'all is thinking. Easy meat. Jenny is going to wipe the floor with Tori. Right? Right? Tori, you got the first one. Woo. Yes, girl. I literally cannot believe that I won that first round. I mean, I thought I was toast, and right now I'm feeling like I have a chance. Keep it up, Tori. You got Put this. Put it away. Tori, you win this one, and you're still in the game going for the big money. Jenny, you got to win this stand. Not one part of me wants to go home, but I've got bigger things and bigger reasons for me being here. I want to make everybody proud back home, and I want to be able to prove myself. Come on. Nice Wrong. Tori rocked her whole shirt. Rocked it. Fucking rocked it. Round one. What did you guys think? Tyler. Choo-choo. I mean, the Tori train came straight through and just demolished her. I mean, she hit her so hard that CT almost crapped himself. That's how impressive that hit was. I mean, watching it on TV is one thing. I could only imagine being there live and just hearing the smack. Those two hits are extremely impressive bananas like i hate to be the one but like i really wasn't surprised on tori like dominating this i feel like especially with a hall brawl on like anything physical the experience and just knowing what to do comes into play so jenny got rocked on that first one it's okay happens to the best of us all right got the first one out the way now you know what you're dealing with now you know which way you got to go time to get your shit together round two Round two is where Jenny's gonna pick it up. Tori absolutely runs over Jenny. Oh my God, there's a new choo-choo in town and her name is Tori Train. Woohoo, buddy! She hit her so hard, I myself. I felt it. Wow. how I've got knocked over, and I'm just grasping at things to stop her. She's trying to pull me with her hands, and I'm like, nope, nope, gotta go. Excuse me, gotta go, gotta go, gotta go ring a bell. That's how you do it, baby. All these dumbass bitches don't want You want me back out of this game? You want me back out of this game? Get out of here with me. Every single person in the stands is shook. I could not be more proud of Tori. Going up against the most feared girl in the house and not just beating her, demolishing her. Every single person in this alliance is now scared for their lives of Tori Deal. Get out of here with me, pussy! Bitches. I'm sorry that had to be us, Jen. Wrong again. Oh my fucking God. How was the second hit worse than the first one? Even worse. Tori goes and literally drags her ass through the hall brawl and then makes her way to the bell. 
Now, Tori is no slouch. Yeah, she only made one final, but she competes pretty well. She's good at dailies. She's a beast in eliminations. I thought, it, I thought this was going to be close, and I thought Tori was going to lose. I was so fucking wrong. Not only did Tori smash on Jenny, she truck-sticked the fuck out of her and dragged her. It wasn't even close. It was so dominant. So, I mean, I, I was truly shocked, amazed, and impressed by the way Tori cleaned Jenny's clock. And it proves, I, I'm not going to say it proves, but it showed everybody that Jenny is popcorn muscles, a pretender. How do you feel about it? Yeah, I mean, I get it. I don't understand how basically running into somebody and pushing somebody would be out of your comfort zone, especially if you are like a weightlifter and you a physical person that does these items. Like, I don't understand it. Uh, I think it's an excuse at the end of the day because she literally got dragged throughout that entire elimination. Hopefully we'll see her back again and she'll be able to prove, prove me wrong or everybody else wrong who now thinks that she is probably the weakest girl ever. Uh, yeah, I, I think it's an excuse. I sincerely agree that I think she's popcorn muscles. She's, you know, all show and no go. I disagree with uh, all this. Um, here's the, here's, there, there's two factors that we're, we're missing out on this. A... You can be as tough as you want to be, like, you know, or you're as strong as you want to be, as everybody's saying. But if you've never been hit before, th- it, it, it can shell shock you. And the first time she got hit, we thought she would adjust. It put her in a place that she wasn't ready for. And the second hit, she was more timid and got knocked down. The second thing is, is I think this is just her being a rookie. I think that she'll be able to come back and adapt from this. This is just one of those things when, where... Right now, as we're talking, we're saying Jenny isn't that strong. And we're completely undermining how strong Tori is. Tori is making a case for being one of the most physically imposing, most dominant elimination queens in the challenge. She has not lost a cha- an elimination on her own. She's still undefeated in solo eliminations. Not technically. So, Cam did beat her when she came at the Mercy. That's not, that's not a loss. Still technically a loss in my book. No, she's a mercenary, so it doesn't count for her elimination record. She couldn't win or lose. So then do you give Johnny Banana six wins for the Battle of the Exile? I don't uh-huh. care. It still counts as a loss for me. Uh-huh. And I don't care about Johnny Banana's record. It sucks anyway. So if he goes into an elimination, he'll probably lose again. O- official eliminations, though. She's undefeated in solo eliminations. Tori continues to be underrated. She's taken out Georgia and Jenny. She took out, you know, two beasts. So, hey, you know what? No matter how you feel about Jordan, no matter how you feel about Tori, everything you needed to know was in that hall, bro. Tori is the real fucking deal. And people talk about not wanting to see Cara in elimination, but I tell you what, a lot of people would rather go against Cara than Tori in a fucking hall, bro. Shit. I am 300 pounds, six foot two inches. I don't want to go against Tori in a fucking hall, bro. But with that said, it is time to move on to our episode MVP. One person who won this episode. Real quick, before I start asking y'all one by one, does anybody here not think it's Tori? I think we're all- MVP? Yes. Yeah, Tori. Yeah, I, I, I don't think, it, it's Tori. Second week in a row, can't knock it. 
can't knock it. You know what? If there has to be one person, I'll be that person to go against Tori. And you, I'm you don't just have to be gonna this, say listen, you don't have to be this guy. You don't have to do it. No, but like I just want to hear your guys' opinions on it. I, I think like, it's obvious. I think she just came off an engagement. Okay, she flopped the fuck out of the daily, but her team was destined to lose anyway, so it really didn't matter. Um, that hall brawl was so impressive against somebody who was just built up, who who everybody put the crown on as probably the toughest female here and knocked her whole shit and just, just I mean, it, there's no question. There's no question. Okay, well, if I had to give a male MVP, you know. I, okay, well, I'm just saying. I, I, I just want to build an argument because if we all agree on one person, it's, it's useless. If we all agree that the so sky I'm, was blue, it wouldn't be useless. It would just be the truth. All right, all right. Let's let him. Let's let him say Leroy. Yes, I think it's Leroy. I think Leroy had a great episode, although he didn't compete in the daily challenge because no one on Team US, none of the males really did. Um, I think he had a great episode. I think he pretty much solidified that he's in a great position. He's in the middle of both alliances. He's make he's able to make his own decision from what we've seen, and I just like the way he was presenting himself he didn't he didn't let nani or cam really affect his own game he stuck to his word he did what was best for team us and that was by voting in team uk's basically second strongest female who i believe so yeah i think if anyone had to compete with tori for the episode mvp it has to be leroy no one else besides them two i don't see a close third let me explain why you're an asshole one i know i'm an asshole i should have expected this from you we should be sitting here talking <laughs> about Tori's greatness, but instead completely sidetracked her to talk about a male. You truly are a banana stand, and we can all see it. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Every week. Well, Tyler did it last week. So Tyler did it last week. So I'm like, I wanted to bring an argument this week. Two, let me tell you why you're wrong. Leroy didn't do shit at all. He was emasculated constantly by Jordan telling him, Hey, you never won one of these because you always picked the wrong team. Cam emasculated him. Um, are you done talking? I need to talk to you now. Stop talking to your friends that I don't like. Nani emasculated him. Hey, what's going on in here? What are you guys talking about? And uh, I think he played it down the middle as much, but he just kind of put it to bed without really addressing it. Cam comes in. Oh, give me a hug. And, and Leroy, you know, okay. Right. So uh, he didn't really do shit. He didn't really do. Uh, how did he do in the daily today? No male competed. He didn't accomplish anything. His team won. And he was supposed to go in and put in D, and he folded and went with Jenny because Cam went with Jenny. Now, Cam's running Leroy. No. Yes. According to the confessionals, Rogan said, Rogan called off the trigger moments before the, whatever all you call listen, it Listen, because he was the first one to be a bitch about it doesn't mean Leroy wasn't either. That's why Leroy is not the male MVP. Now it's time to move on to the hit list, the Challenge 34 unofficial official power ranking provided by Tyler Louder. You can follow him on Twitter at Lord Louder and Instagram too. All right, let's go into this top five. All right, here we go. Let's break down, like you said, the unofficial official power rankings for MTV's The you Challenge. You love that shit, don't you? Uh, I do, I do. The most un, literally the most unbiased power rankings on the internet. Simple as that. All right, number five, Leroy climbs up six spots. Number four, 
Jordan falls three. Number three, Cara Maria moves up one. Number two is Cam. She moves up four spots. And number one is Tori. She moves up one spot. Before you guys break this down and everything, this is a pretty cool power rankings. This is the very first power ranking that has been headlined first, second, and third by all females. And it's about time. I have a question real quick. Well, how big was Jordan's drop? Three. And is CT last? Seven. I hate you. Is CT, CT should think, be last. Um, Why would CT be last? Because what bothers me about CT is that he s- says the same thing every episode. He hasn't evolved his TV personality character since episode one. Oh since my the God. first episode? Cue the violin. Oh, I'm in the... I'm in the middle. Hmm, which, which side should I pick? He doesn't realize he chose his side 12 weeks ago. It's the same story. And look, throwing a challenge is throwing a challenge. But when you sit down and play rock, paper, scissors, <laughs> come on. At least, at least hide it. Even TJ was mad. You're just complaining about CT. He had a shitload of camera time, picked a side, solidified his alliance. Him at number seven is a great spot. Leroy at number five. The only question I have, is he number five based on purely uh, storyline and the fact that he got a lot more camera time this episode? A hundred percent. I mean, we talked about it last week, how, man, what happened to Leroy? He's been on fire and he was invisible. And this week from start to finish, I mean, it was all about Jordan and Tori. And then it was about Leroy. Like everything anybody talked about was Leroy. You know, when they went to the club, everybody talked about Leroy. Cam and Nani fought over Leroy. Everybody was telling Leroy, hey, this is what your decision's going to be. Like, Leroy was at the center of everybody's attention from start to finish. He also had the second most um, confessionals and interviews, which, you know, helps rank highly and everything. And I do believe this would have been a good daily challenge for him to perform on. He didn't get a chance to, unfortunately. So that's why he doesn't crack into the top three. All right, speaking of top three, you got Cora at number three. I didn't know just hating on people got you moved up so high. <laughs> hey, what did Kara do to get herself in the top three? She didn't get physical in anyone. She won a day. She just walked. She she walked. Well, sorry, she walked by a water log, and basically read a book all episode. It was a great book. But number so... one, apparently that limit that whole daily was harder than it looked because Tori fell right off of that motherfucker. <laughs> so let's just give Kara some credit for making it through. When other people did not. You know what, though? At the same time, I don't think the daily should be held against anybody, especially somebody like Tori, because with her team throwing it, it really mattered not at all. It didn't matter. I'm just talking about so, the girls' portion of it. That's what I'm saying. Because if you just take the girls' portion three, of it, they killed it. No, 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 no. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We have to be careful there. We don't want to just, we're not a Cara Maria podcast. Cara did some bad things this episode that we don't agree with. However, those things that we don't agree with got her camera time. They got her center of attention. The things that we do agree with that we liked her performance got her camera time. The real reason why she moves up one spot, 100% because he's carried over from week to week that we have to remember, is Jordan fell three spots. Well, when somebody above you falls, you automatically get to move up. That's why so she Jordan moves up was one four, spot. Right? Jordan was four. Last Leroy. week he was one. Leroy. Leroy. Honestly, <laughs> I think you should put Leroy in the top three. He had a better episode than Kara did. He moved up six spots, though. That's the thing we have to remember. It's the context of what he had last week. And uh, he had a huge oh, movement. Relax. What? Eight spots? Two spots difference? One won't hurt? <laughs> hey, hey. Le- hey, let me ask. No, no. Hey, 
Let me ask you a question. The New York Jets actually win a second game. Should they move up to number five? I'm just saying. No. 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 They should move up a little bit. A little bit. All right, but if we beat a good team. If we beat a good team, I expect to go from number 31 to like 26. Now, listen. And that's what Leroy did. The Patriots, sure, and a power ranking, they can move up. But their standing is only going to go up. If we beat the Patriots, top five. They're not the New York Giants, so you can't expect that. All right, guys. This episode had everything we wanted. Great elimination. uh, Great, great daily. We didn't grade it, but, you know, when somebody throws it, it it kind of wastes it. That's going to close us out for today. For the challenge, season 34, episode 12 of War of the Worlds 2. Thank you guys so much for hanging out with us. Make sure you visit shop.lovewarchallenges.com to pick up all of your Love War challenges, the hit list, and general challenge gear. Uh, also, anybody who is going to be in Nashville, I am going to be there. That's going to close us out for today. And make sure that you guys check us out over on YouTube. We have also a nice, you know, little little posting going on on Reddit. We are on Reddit every day, commenting on your posts, posting our own content. Be sure to check us out. Also, if you kind of like the little, you know, preview that we gave you from the power rankings, feel free to head over to ranker.lwcpodcast.com to see more details on your favorite challengers this past week. All right, bananas. Yeah. Close us out. All right, enough of this bullshit. Another great episode, Potsters. Hope you enjoyed it. Make sure you stay updated by following us on Twitter and Instagram at LWC Podcast. Join us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash lovewarchallenges. Also, check out our new website, lwcpodcast.com. Make sure you listen to us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, and YouTube. Give us five stars, give us a great review, and most importantly, make sure you subscribe. Have a great day, Potsters. Peace.